The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Thomas the Round, whose words are, the best thing in life is a full stomach. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Uh, Today we are into chapter 21, Tyrion 3 of A Game of Thrones and Aegon the Fourth, a.k.a. Aegon the Unworthy in a World of Ice and Fire. A.k.a. Aegon my favorite. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he does, he is a rowdy... Bella. Yeah, he's a rowdy, rowdy guy. Okay? I honestly, you know? he just made the most of life, didn't he? He really does. Yeah, he <laughs> he really does. He's having fun, man. Yeah. So. so what are we doing with our lives? That's uh, We're recording this podcast. You're right, we are. Yeah, for, for the, yeah. the people. For the people. People's um, podcast. All right, so uh, I always mention at the top of the show, um, our email is btkcast at gmail.com. Please send us those ravens uh, for follow-up Friday. Send us your Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire, uh, origin story. Send that to us so we can talk about where you came from. You know, give us your Westerosi name, all that good, you know, juicy stuff. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned our phone number? Uh, yeah, our phone number, uh, 614-547-2350. Uh, we can get we can get your voice on the podcast. You know, Absolutely. nice to hear from you guys. Yeah, the Weirwood Network, as I as I as I like to call it. Yeah. So, all right, uh, Sir Ezra, let's go ahead and head over to the small councils where we kind of do some updates on life, yeah. some show news or things like that. Yeah, and you know, updates on life. Um, you know, we we've been a little bit unexpectedly busy here. Yeah. Um, Sir Ezra is. Taking advantage of the market, mm-hmm. uh, the Iron Bank is um, open, and yeah. so I'm going to be selling my place here. I think so. Yeah, it's my fault, guys. I'm moving out. Yeah, move, sir, that's out. Moving so west, and <laughs> Sir Ezra was like, "You know what? I don't think I need a roommate anymore. I think I'm just going <laughs> to sell my house and uh, buy a new one." So I just have a small condo, so I kind of thought, you know what? Maybe time to upgrade to a larger keep. You mm-hmm. know, a big castle with the moat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm thinking something like that, you know. Yeah, maybe like you know. I hear there's there's a there's a castle for cheap, um, pretty big. It's called Heron Hall. Uh, right. I've heard real. good. I've heard good things. <laughs> oh. uh, real big. Uh, so you know, should be should be okay. Apparently, it doesn't do well against dragons, but they're all gone. So yeah. So we're good, right? And it is. I mean, it's it's haunted. So yeah. I'm cool with all. Question: If you could, here's here's a question for the realm. Okay. Send us. Maybe we'll post this on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where would you want to live in That's Westeros? A, yeah. Good one. Good one. Of the great keeps or just in, in general, you know, like yeah. where? Yeah. 
hmm, where is everybody at in Westeros? We could get a little map going, you know? Yeah, no, maybe just like where would you want, if you could if you could pick a castle. Yeah, pick pick one spot. Yeah. I like that. It's pretty cool. You know, and actually the World of Ice and Fire um, book, yeah. the artwork is, as we said in the past, some of the most accurate to what Gurr was envisioning. Yeah. So go look at Dragonstone and and re- Yeah, Dragonstone rethink. maybe. I, feel, I don't know. I just kind of, kind of my thing. But I kind of like the country, the woods. But yeah. then I, I like also kind of being close to, like, I like the suburb, right? So I'm still kind of close to the city. I so got you. Yeah. Maybe I'd live in, like, I don't know. Yeah, just fine. So I'm thinking Starfall. Yeah. You know, um, you've got um, Horn Hill, different places, you know, some of those other. Of the bigger castles? I don't know. High Garden's probably, I think, the most beautiful is what it's kind of described. Yeah, as. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Storm's End, though, is pretty sweet. Yeah, Storm's End would be huge, cool. like round thing like yank oh yeah no you're not getting in there no yeah no yeah so i don't know just food for thought there guys think about it that might be my yeah my 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 place oh yeah because i'm a targaryen loyalist that's what people say you are you are (laughs) oh god so the books are about anyway okay um all right so some show news sure uh sir ezra san diego comic-con came out um there is a we saw a trailer for Oh god, now I'm uh, I'm blank. Night Flyers, which is Gurr. Yeah, yeah, that was, like, yeah. One of the right. other books right. he's written. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on um, sci-fi, or it's going to be on Netflix. Boy, that looks bizarre, doesn't it? Looks weird. Yeah, yeah, it looks weird. Um, but it's cool. I mean, it's looks, not, you it's know. cool. Yeah, there was also a sample, little preview of Fire and Blood. Okay. And um, the people who run Westeros dot org. Uh, they tweeted it, and I guess um, it was a Targaryen family tree. Okay, cool. Um, cool. They, uh, they, they there's like an image of it, but there's supposed to be a PDF uh, coming of it shortly, which would be kind of cool. Just a little family tree. Um, it's kind of hard yeah. to make out on the picture online, but gotcha. That'd be cool. That'd be neat. Yeah, I'm didn't I really thought we'd get something about the the show. book. Yeah, or the show. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I don't. Yeah. Because I don't think they're really like there, but even oftentimes people will release stuff just around Comic Con, Comic Con, or like you see this in video games, E three, just you know, and uh, oh yeah, the tech stuff when it's uh, I can't uh, can't think of what it is, but it's the big one that takes place in um, February in Vegas, the Consumer Electronics Show, CES. Okay, um, yeah, and so like people just even if you're not there, you they release stuff around the time because everyone's paying attention. So yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, neat. I'm sure we'll get stuff as we get into the fall and different things. We'll we'll definitely have some more updates on the show uh, going forward there. So, and we'll we'll be getting closer and closer to the release of Fire and Blood, which mm-hmm. we are very excited about. Yeah, uh, and we'll be covering uh, in depth. So. Yeah, I guess we should say one thing real quick: um, the Dragon Eggs, which we yes had, we had released. We have not had many people do it. So, to the people who have answered, uh, you're in really good running to you're win. You're in real good shape. Really here. good win to win that uh, Knight of Seven Kingdoms. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and like I think we said, uh, the phrase we're looking for: we have a Dragon Egg contest. We some of some people just listen to the to the main show. They don't listen sure. to Fallout Friday, so we'll mention it here. Um, we have a Dragon Egg contest. We're basically AKA Easter Egg. Um, if you go back several episodes, it's only in the last several. But you can find it at any point we've ever said it. Yeah, you any time in the entire life of the podcast. And this when we started episodes old and new. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're looking for the phrase "thick as a castle wall." Um, all you need to do is if you hear us mention it in a um, in a podcast, timestamp it. You know, email send, it. send us an email that just says entitle it. You know, Dragon Egg. You know, and then in the body of that, just put you know, think yep. castle. And you're wall. entered. You have Boom. till you have till this Friday. Yep, till this Friday. Yeah, you, you have till this Friday. All you gotta do, and then uh, the winner gets 
uh, a copy of uh, Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Night of the Seven Kingdoms. Yeah. And we're doing a second place and it's going to be like a Funko Pop. Yeah, one. second yeah. place Funko Pop. And we're probably going to announce next Monday, we will, next, we, we will announce the winner. So yeah. you, have till, you have till Friday uh, to check that out. And, you know, m- we do, there's definitely a character um, <laughs> yeah. that we... <laughs> That we really hone in on, yeah, and he's right in the title of one of the episodes. So you just look for that character; you'll be fine. Yep. So enter, and then we'll make it, we'll do our drawing. So about every two to three months, we're gonna we're gonna do something fun like that. So we're just gonna we're calling it our Dragon Egg Contest, and uh, you know we'll we'll keep you guys posted on that. Okay, uh, Sir Matt, let's uh, let's dive into the Maester's study. Uh, yeah, this week we are talking about Aegon, my favorite, aka Aegon the Fourth. Actually, he's not my, he's not even my favorite Aegon. But. You know what though? Like I, when I was reading this and I was learning about like him as a youngster, though he's good looking guy. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. The um, picture of him in here is like, oh, he looks like he's good. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, exactly. And then you see another picture of him later, like, oh wow, he well, did life not, caught up to him. Yeah, he did not age well. Yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah, here we go. <clears throat> With his father's death in 172 AC, Aegon the fourth of his name came at last to the throne that he had coveted as a boy. He had been com- uh, comely in his youth, skilled with lance and sword, a man who loved to hunt and hawk and dance. He was the brightest prince at court in his generation and was admired for his wit. But he had one great flaw. He could not rule himself. Mm. His lusts, his gluttony, and his desires all controlled him utterly. Seated upon the Iron Throne, his misrule began with small acts of pleasure, but in time his appetites knew no bound, and his corruption led to acts that haunted the realm for generations. Aenys was weak, and Magor was cruel, uh, Kaith writes, and Aegon II was grasping, but no king before or after him would practice uh, so much willful misrule. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, before we go any, any further there, that is actually kind of an interesting Whoa. And see, you'd have to think about who this Kate guy is, this maester who's mm-hmm. writing and when that is written, because is Aegon the fourth worse than the Mad King? Yeah. Hmm. Is he worse? Wow. I don't know. The Mad King, actually, sometimes when I think about it, I'm thinking, you know, in terms of actually like ruling, like, you know, like when you're thinking about money and, yeah, uh-huh. you know, like. Things like that. He actually seemed like he did a pretty good job. I mean, it was mostly Tywin Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah okay, I, I'd compare him to like Robert Baratheon, basically. And he, in, in he's that, worse than Robert. Yeah, in that though, like if Robert would have legitimized all of his bastards, yeah, and just said, "There, you guys are yeah. legit," you yeah. know, um, that would have been so, a real good parallel to Aegon the Unworthy. Yeah, you know? but I don't know. It's kind of he probably had a better bank than Robert Baratheon. So she sure as heck did probably. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so so yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of how you. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, interesting though. You know, don't we all have a little egg on the unworthy in us though? Yeah. You know, somewhere just can't can't control our right. Own, yeah. You know, sometimes you're like, man, I'm dieting. Or, I'm working out hard, but right. God, Kane sounds good. Yeah. So man, like, just gotta hit it up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so that happens, you know. I need that extra and that extra Klondike bar. So that's right. Um, anyway, all right. Aegon soon filled his court with men chosen not for the nobility, honesty, or wisdom, but for their ability to amuse and flatter him. And the women of his court were largely those who did the same, letting his uh, letting him slake his lust upon their bodies. On a whim, he often took from one noble house to give to another, as he as he did when he casually appropriated the great hills. 
called the Teats from the Brackens and gifted them to the Blackwoods. For the sake of his desires, he gave away priceless treasures, as he did um, when he granted his hand Lord Butterwell a dragon's egg in return for access to all three of his daughters. He deprived men of their rightful inheritance uh, when he desired their wealth, as rumors claim he did uh, following the de- the death of Lord Plum upon his wedding day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm trying to remember here real quick. Sure. In a mystery night... Isn't yeah. there Lord Blutter- Butterwell with a dragon egg? Yeah, he does. Yeah, is that, is that, that's the one. So is that the one he had? Um, I think there were other dragon. Th- there were several. Right. Um, okay. I was just. I hadn't. I hadn't. I hadn't researched that. I hadn't researched that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking. I was like, wait. I wonder if that's how he got that dragon egg. I think. Maybe, 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 I mean, some of them just didn't hatch and become petrified. Right. You know, yeah. as 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 you see with with Danny, uh, she gets those kind of petrified um, dragon eggs. You yeah. know, and so. Yeah, they're still kind of floating around and, and, and things. Um, might be a different one. could be the same one. Yeah. There's a real good resource on uh, Westeros.org where they've basically tracked down every dragon egg that's mentioned and its color and all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know. Um, one thing here. So, you know, I'm going to kind of skip around here. But um, so Aegon's father, Viserys the second, the second, lived for or was reigned for uh, like a year. Right, but was hand a king for three kings yeah, essentially for a really long time. Really long time. He's only and, only rules for one year. Yeah, rumored that Aegon the Unworthy might have killed him, mm-hmm. seeing that the crown was so near. Yeah. Um, but during all those other kings, I mean, he's alive during. As we said, I think last week we were talking about he's alive during. Uh, he's when is he born? He's born in Aegon the Third's reign, I think. Um, Possibly, and he grows up during Darren and, and Baylor's reign, and that's when he's kind of whoring around. Mm-hmm. A lot of his youth, you know, is when he kind of was uh, bouncing between these various uh, women. You know, he's married to his sister Nares, so um, he right, has, who's kind of a big deal because yeah. his brother Damon, who was in the Kingsguard, really likes Nares, and we had read actually in the last chapter that Eamon, Eamon, Eamon the Dragon, Eamon, excuse me, yeah. Is that Nares was not happy about being married to Aegon the Fourth? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can read a little bit here myself. So it, it was uh, it was said of Aegon that he never slept alone and did not count a night complete until he had spent himself in a woman. In a woman. Okay. Again, you know, I mean, yeah, living life. His <laughs> his carnal lust um, uh, were sated by all manner of women, from the highest born of uh, princesses to the to the meekest. Of whores, uh, he seemed to make no difference between them. In his last years, Aegon claimed that he had slept with at least nine hundred women. Yeah. Whoa. The exact number eluded him, um, but that he only truly loved nine of those women. Uh, Queen Nerys, his sister, was not counted among those nine that he loved. So he didn't really love Nerys. Um, and I think that was Eamon, you know, when they talk about Eamon the Dragon Knight, shedding, when you see pictures of him, he has a tear in his eye, right? And mm-hmm. it's because he was so upset that his father married Nerys, you know, to his, I don't want to say evil brother, but just his vile, you know, brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he really loved his sister and things. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. If he slept with a thousand, let's just round up and say a thousand women. How many, because as we'll get to later when he does the the big deal that sets off the Black Fire Rebellion where he legitimizes all of his bastards. We talked about this a little bit. 
I mean, how many Targaryen bastards are there are there out there? If you're sleep, if you sleep with a thousand women, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't know what the stats are for you know the how often <laughs> how often you know what's the likelihood of someone getting pregnant from you know yeah, hooking yeah. up what what that likelihood is. But you know, I don't know, man. It's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I think half the realm at this point is actually probably I Targaryen. Think, and I and I really think that was a big exaggeration. I think he was I don't too. know. Really, you know. And somebody had broken. I, I've Wilt Chamberlain, uh, you know, b- basketball yeah, player, right? Yeah, right yeah. Has there the, there's a big big his big thing is that he claims that he's slept with twenty thousand women. What? Yeah, you never heard this? No, I've not. Yeah, heard this. yeah, Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah, he's he's claimed. Oh, I've slept with twenty thousand women, just like every city when they're you know back playing games. Yeah, holy smokes! Like two or three a night, like the whole. Th- Whole thing. So people have like broken down the stats of that, and like it breaks down to like 1.4 women like a day is what you'd have to like sleep with. <laughs> so, like, That's so ridiculous. ridiculous. Oh, um, any, anyway, so yeah, I mean, I just so I just right here I have a, uh, Aemon pulled or Aegon, excuse me, the fourth pulled up. So yeah. he's born in roughly 135 AC. His okay. reign starts in 172. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he his reign is from 172 to 184. Okay. So he's probably sleeping with a different woman every night, at least while he's actually king. So who knows? Who knows what he's doing? Yeah, it almost seems. Who knows? To me, who knows what he's doing when he's just? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. probably he's probably with a lot more lowborn women. Sure. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he probably was just like, maybe prince. Maybe I do know it does like his the the nine that we're going to talk about here is nine mistresses mistresses, um, the ones that he loved right. Right. They um, s- most of those, several of those happened before he became king. Um, half of them happened, I think, half or less uh, happened when he is king. Some somewhere about. So we're about to. Well, we're about I mean, to find okay. Out. Here, I just did the math. Cool. All right. So he is king for twelve years. Mm-hmm. Now we don't know what the Game of Thrones or you know Song of Ice and Fire how long a year is, but let's just say it is also roughly three hundred and sixty-five days for just for exaggeration. Yeah. All right. So that's four thousand. 380 days. Yeah. So actually a thousand women to me, because if he's the king, I'm assuming he's sleeping with a different, you know, person every day. They're probably just bringing them to him. Well, that seems quite low actually. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's controlling. (laughs) Okay. Um, so let's get into, um, princess, uh, Dana, the, the, the defiant, right? Yes. So we had mentioned last week, the, the maiden vault that, uh, Baylor, the blessed had put all of his sisters into, you know, and so this starts to kind of talk about, um, how he probably as a youngster snuck in there and hooked up with, with her. Correct. Yeah. And, and that's, and yeah. She t- names her son Damon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah. Damon was the name Dana gave to this child for Prince. Uh, Damon had been the wonder and the terror of his age. It was in his, and it was in later days that he, uh, was seen as a warning of what the boy would become. Damon Waters was his full name when he was born in one, 170 AC. Now that's important to remember, 170 AC. At that time, Dana refused to name the father, but even then, Aegon's involvement was suspected. Uh, raised at the Red Keep, the handsome youth was given the instruction of the wisest maesters and the best masters at arms at court including sir quentin ball the fiery knight called fireball who will come up later yeah who's who's in the um, uh, duncan egg series his yeah. son well his bastard son possibly yeah. um so okay 
Alrighty. Um, let's move into um, Queen Nerys here. The one woman that Aegon abetted in whom he took no pleasure was pious and gentle and frail, uh, and all these things the king misliked. Childbirth, childbirth also proved a trial to Nerys, uh, for she was small and delicate uh, when Prince Darren was born on the last day of 153 AC. So there it is. 153 is when, when Darren... Yeah, so Darren is a lot older. Is older. Okay, okay. Um, so she's 153 AC. Darren, who is going to be our next king. Yeah. You know. Um, Grandmaster Alfred warned that yet another pregnancy might kill her. Um, Neris was said to address her brother thus. I have done my duty by you and given you an heir. I beg you, let us live henceforth as brother and sister. We are told that Aegon replied... Um, that is what we are doing. Aegon <laughs> <laughs> continued uh, to insist his his sister perform her wifely duties for the rest of her life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Then we go. Matters between them were inflamed further by Prince Aemon, their brother, who had been inseparable from Nerys uh, when they were young. Aegon's resentment of his noble, celebrated brother was plain to all, for the king delighted in slighting Aemon and Nerys both at every turn. Even after the Dragonite died in his defense, he actually devised, he actually dies defending. Yeah, Aegon, he does. Yeah. The fourth, uh, and Queen Nerys perished in childbirth a year after. Aegon the Fourth did little to honor their memory. So it is very important to know here yep. that many there's a lot of rumors, sure. theories that actually uh, because the Dragon Knight, Aemon and Nerys were very close. Yep. A lot of people think that Darren. Prince Darren, mm-hmm. who becomes King Darren, yeah, is actually a bastard. Bastard, yeah, right. He, which he was, is what I believe. So, yeah, I, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the idea that he could be, uh, Aemon, you know, Aemon's son, a- Aemon the yeah. Dragon Knight's son, you know, which is interesting because it's so backwards. You would think that, you know, Damon Waters, who is very, who would look a lot like his uncle, and very. Right. You know, uh, good with the sword. You know, kind of a leader. Right. Um, you think that would be maybe his son? No, no. It's, it's the other way around. Where the bookish Darren, you but know, could be. And I get complete speculation there. Right. Just so but, that was full but, they, but they 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 mentioned at the beginning of the chapter that Aegon had uh, when he was young. He was really skilled with lance and sword. He just lets himself go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. Oh, let's see. So anyways, as his son, Darren, grows older and older, right, he starts to kind of voice his own opinions about his father. Mm -hmm. And that kind of peeves and upsets Aegon the Unworthy uh, with his own son. So Mm -hmm. there's part of, I think, you know, when when your own son is kind of calling you out for some of what you're doing, um, yeah, it's it can... You start to see where the divide, you know, happens and where he could possibly... Um, give Blackfire to Damon Waters. Yeah, l- later on, Damon Blackfire. Uh, okay, all right. I believe you mean Damon Targaryen, as he's legitimized. Yeah, so, he is. Yeah, he is. it's true. Um, okay. After the deaths of his siblings, the king began uh, to make barely um, veiled references to his son's alleged illegitimacy, uh, something he he dared. Only because the Dragon Knight was dead. So maybe he had dared, maybe he had mentioned that before, mm-hmm. but didn't do anything because his brother was alive. Yeah. Maybe he feared his brother a little bit, you know? Yeah. His brother's a boss. Well, the Dragon Knight's supposed as considered to be, you know, arguably the gra- greatest swordsman ever. 
Yeah, I mean, just kind of, kind of crazy. So, um, uh, yeah. So he's 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 already kind of saying that his his trueborn son could not be, you know, legit. Yeah. So, all right. What else we got here? Um. Oh yeah. Uh, so then, um, then it just goes on to talk a little bit about what actually happened during his his reign. Um. And he actually tries to kind of go back into Dorn. Dorn. Yeah. 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 Um, he says that by far the greatest uh, folly of Aegon the Fourth was his stillborn invasion of Dorne. However, for his grace, had also turned to the uh, dubious pyromancers of the ancient guild of alchemists, commanding them to build me dragons. Uh, these wood and iron monstrosities, fitted with pumps that shot jets of wildfire, might perhaps have been uh, of some use in a siege. But Abram Aegon proposed to drag these devices up through the bone way. Uh, where there are places so steep that the, and the Dornishmen have these carved steps. So, you know, he's saying we're just going to march these right in there and mm-hmm. they're sitting ducks, which is it's a terrible idea. Yeah. And uh, it says, too, that he kind of drew some inspiration from um, the young dragon, right? Yeah. From Aegon the Third, mm-hmm. who we said is successful in conquering Dorn, even though he doesn't keep it for very long. Remember, he grew up maybe on stories of that. You know, he's named after that Aegon, yeah. right? You know, type of thing. He's named after Aegon the Conqueror, but you know, um, he would. You could see him as a, as a boy, possibly. You know, thinking I I want to do that one day, and he yeah. gets a chance to be king, and that's your great trial. Can you conquer Dorne? Type yeah. of thing. So, all right. So that yeah. didn't uh, didn't work out though. Nope. Uh, and then, um, yeah, hunt, lots of people die, uh, and it's, it's been, and then, and then the book just kind of jumps right to his death. Um, the reign of this unworthy monarch came to an end in 184 AC when King Aegon was nine and 40 years of age. Um, so he doesn't actually become king. He's like 40 or 50 by the time he becomes king. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, he's yeah. born in 135 and doesn't take until 172, 172. So how long is that? That's 40 years. Right Something around Something like about that, yeah. there, yeah. So um, he was grossly fat, barely able to walk, and some wondered uh, how his last mistress, um, Serene of List, the mother of Shira Sea <laughs> Star, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, could have ever withstood his embrace. He dies a horrible death. His body so swollen and obese that he could no longer lift himself from his couch. His limbs rotting and crawling with flesh worms. Uh, the masters claim they had never seen its like. Um, it's just bad. Uh, they give they give milk of the poppy, but that was that was about all they could do. Mm-hmm. But his last act before his death, all accounts agree, was set out in his will, and in it he left the bitter bitterest poison the realm ever knew. He legitimized all of his natural children from the most base born to the great bastards, the sons and daughters born to him by women of noble birth. Scores of his natural children had never been acknowledged. Aegon's dying declaration meant. Not to them for his acknowledged his acknowledged bastards. However, it meant a great deal, and for the realm, it meant blood and fire for five generations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then it kind of goes into here the nine mistresses of Aegon the Fourth, the unworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The these uh, are names. It's interesting to see the different the houses. house names that come into play. The great houses that he, you know, hooked up with here. So yeah, so you have Brackens Lady, yeah, and- Lady, uh, Lady uh, Felena Stokeworth, mm-hmm. um, who was quite a bit older than him. It said she kind of made him a man in 149. I don't believe uh, they did not have any. Oh no, she uh, children by Felena Stokeworth, none acknowledged. 
Maget, um, who's just the wife of a blacksmith. This one's crazy. Uh, while riding near uh, Fair Market in 155, Aegon's horse threw a shoe, and when he sought out the local smith, he came to notice the man's young wife. He went on to buy her for seven gold dragons, and he had one of the Kingsguard kind of threaten this blacksmith. Maget was uh, installed in a house in King's Landing. She and Aegon were even wed in a secret ceremony. Um, Maget gave her gave the prince four children uh, in as many years. Prince Viserys put an end to it. So it's um, returning Maget to her husband and placing the daughters with the faith to be trained as septas. Maget was beaten to death within a year by that blacksmith. Mm, crazy, dude. It's nuts. Yeah, so, so that, so... In 155, so Prince Viserys wasn't even king yet, right? Mm-hmm. So it would have it would have been Baylor or yeah, or, or, or Dame or Darren, Darren, yeah, yeah. Um, Lady Calessa uh, Vaith, daughter of a Dornish lord. Um, no children there. Um, Belagret Othris, the Black Pearl of Bravos, who's, yeah. who's a smuggler. Um, uh, they have a they have a couple kids, couple no, kids. Yep, yep. Yeah, nothing, nothing super. All girls, it looks like. Or yeah, Lady Barbara Bracken. This is where things. Get, there we go. This is where things get really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Baylor's death in 171 of Viserys ascension to the throne. The princess princesses were once again permitted male company because remember they were in the maiden vault. Yeah, and she is actually accompanying the three sisters right of Baylor. Um, in the maiden vault, she's like there, a t- lady at lady at uh, what do you call it, attending lady mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. So with Baylor's death in 171 and Viserys the second, so he is now king, mm-hmm. ascension to the throne. The princesses were once again permitted male company. Aegon, now prince of Dragonstone and heir apparent, became entranced with 16 year old Barbara. On his own ascent in 172, he named her father his hand and openly took her as his mistress. Yeah. She bore him a bastard only a fortnight before another set of twins. A stillborn boy and a girl, uh, Daenerys, who survived, uh, were de- delivered by Queen Nerys. Um, with, ling- with the queen lingering near death, the hand, Barbara's father talked openly of wedding his daughter to the king. Uh, after the queen's recovery and scandal proved Barbara's undoing. A young prince, Darren, and his uncle, the Dragonite, forced Aegon to send her and the bastard away. The boy raised at Stonehenge by the Brackens was called Agor Rivers, but in time uh, became known as Bittersteel. Yep. Yeah, so this is, um, they gone back to back. So you've got House uh, Bracken, and then next we have House Blackwood. Um, so later on, he hooks up with someone named um, Lady Melissa, or Missy Blackwood. And uh, she ends up having um, Brendan Rivers. Yeah. Blood Raven. Uh, Blood Raven. So you've got these back to back kind of competing yeah. mistresses, and, and so the, and then he then he and then later, real quick, just sure. uh, so we can go back to Blood Raven and Bittersteel. Um, then he hooks up with Lady Bethany Bracken at one point, who is her? Who is uh, Barbara? Barbara's sister. Sister, younger yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's great. So he kind of went back and forth between you know uh, House Bracken and Blackwood there for just a bit, and actually, it's interesting to note that that the Brackens weren't as welcomed at court. Um, it says that the Blackwoods were so. So Missy Blackwood was actually well liked by Nerys and um, Aemon the Dragon Knight. You know, mm-hmm. so like since you know they were cool with it, she she ended up you know staying and uh, and 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 was was okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, being there. 
And then really, um, you have, uh, I'm going to skip ahead and come back here. You have a uh, Serenity of Liss. We mentioned, um, that is share sea stars mother mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one's interesting. Lady Jane Lothston. Yeah. Daughter of Lainey Felena, one of his other mistresses, the King's first mistress. Yeah. So it says, I believe, uh, Lady Felena, it says no known, none acknowledged. Right. So, but she clearly has a daughter. So he may actually hook up with his, his own, own daughter. His own daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's wild. I mean, this guy yeah. is definitely egg on the unworthy for a reason, friends. Yeah. Uh, so and there's yeah. some where it talks about he's he, he wants to hook up with mother and daughter at the same time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was often reported that he did that. Yeah. So, but actually, he's hooked up with so many people. He gets he actually gives Jane a pox. Yeah. Um, he had caught from from the whores he'd been seeing after Lady Bethany's uh, execution. Remember that she gets yeah. executed, um, and uh, and and they're sent away from court. So, yeah, I don't know. People were just and, you know these people are trying to you, you gain wealth, you gain favor, um, you can gain some favors, you know, for your your house if you're in bed with the king. You yeah. know, I mean, that's re- if he's going to open it up and, l- and let it just be a, you know, free for all, then they're in there. I mean, they're in there trying to, you know, get money and, and wealth and power and have their own sons possibly, you know, because because, OK, e- even Robert Baratheon, I, I didn't really quite understand this. He has um, he has a bastard with house. Oh gosh, I'm going to botch this house. Florent, I think um, a l- lady. Um, one of the ladies there and, uh, his bastard is currently, it's a great bastard and it's, it's a, a an acknowledged mm-hmm. bastard, you know, one that he has acknowledged and it's a part of, you know, when they look at his, um, his offspring, his true offspring, they see that hair color and that, that, that eye color and things like that. Right. So he's now sent across, he's in the, he's in Essos currently, I think in the, in the series, but one of Robert's like confirmed, you know. Uh, oldest bastards right is is out there so anyways you know these they're hoping since they're from these high houses that their bastards will be sort of acknowledged and possibly given roles you know i would imagine so okay anything else on that nope i think we're good okay Mm -hmm. yeah we will uh touch on all of this again i mean um sir matt and i keep saying it you know fire and blood is going to come back around and uh you know we're going to be rehashing all this stuff and making connections back to you know all these targaryen kings and stuff even though fire and blood will be volume one probably only up to a dance of dragons but still um they just seem to kind of resurface and we mention and talk about them quite a bit so uh yeah okay let's dive into the reread this week okay uh, this week we are on Tyrion three. Um, last week we read Eddard four. Immediately upon the his arrival in King's Landing, Ned is summoned to a meeting of the small council to plan a tournament. Afterward, Littlefinger intercepts him and leads him to where Catelyn is hiding, where they plan their strategy for justice. And their strategy involves Tyrion. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice that oh we get this. It's ending by saying oh it was the imp's dagger, and then we immediately get a Tyrion chapter. Yeah. So last time we were with Tyrion. Uh, was Tyrion 2, as they travel north, Tyrion and Jon Snow argue about the realities of life on the Wall, which was kind of a cool little chapter where they're just sitting around kind of a campfire and talking about, um, you know, snarks and, you know, oh, wildlings yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, things that are beyond the Wall. And Tyrion kind of tells them the truth about, you know, this is what actually I know about the Wall. 
So this week, right. Tyrion three. Tyrion dines with high officers of the Night's Watch and promises Lord Commander Mormont that he will speak to the king of their need. Afterwards, while playing while paying a final visit to the wall, Tyrion meets Jon Snow, who asks Tyrion to do what he can, uh, can to help his brother Bran. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this comes up actually because we know Tyrion uh, gets a little sidetracked um, during the rest of the game events of Game of Thrones, but this actually kind of comes up to play during a clash with kings um, in the next book where Tyrion actually does send a couple people to the wall once he becomes Hand of the King. Um, Sir Janus Slint uh, specifically is who, who, com- who comes to mind. Right, yeah. Yep, so in, in this chapter... Um, I'm trying to recall real quick. I'm actually trying to find it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, he's basically up there. We just get more of his farewell mm-hmm. and kind of his conversation with, um, with Jon Snow. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's going to come back like later on, you know, um, it's neat later on that, that he refers back to his time up here. And uh, he's almost mocked at King's Landing, you know, for what he, you know, for even voicing a, a right. true concern by, the Night's Watch, right? And you, you get some more Tyrion John build up, and you get to see who who um, Tyrion likes. So uh, here, I have I have some uh, things quoted here. Um, this is just right at the beginning here. Uh, Are you certain that you must leave us so soon? The Lord Commander asked him. Past certain, Lord Mormont. Tyrion replied. My brother Jamie will be wondering what has become of me. He may decide that you have convinced me to take the black. Um, wish go. that wish that I could. Mormont uh, picked up a crab claw and. Cracked it in his fist. Old as he was, the Lord Commander still had the strength of a bear. You're a cunning man, Tyrion. We have need of men of your sort on the wall. Mm-hmm. Tyrion grinned. Then I shall scour the Seven Kingdoms for dwarfs and ship them all to you, Lord Mormont. Uh, and they laughed as he sucked the meat from a crab leg and reached for another. The crabs had uh, arrived from East Watch only the morning, packed in a barrel of snow, and they were succulent. Uh, so then this is kind of funny. This is where he gets into a little tiff with Sir Alistair Thorne. Right, yeah. And yeah. I wish this scene were actually uh, in the show because I just think it would be hilarious. Sir Alistair Thorne was the um, was the only man at the table who did not so much as crack a smile. Lannister mocks us. Only you, Sir Alistair, Tyrion said. This time, the laughter round, uh, the laughter around the table... Uh, had a nervous, uncertain quality to it. Thorne's black eyes fixed on Tyrion with loathing. You have a bold tongue for someone who is less than half a man. Perhaps you and I should visit the yard together. Why, asked Tyrion, the crabs are here. Uh, the remark brought up more guffa- um, guffaws from the others. Sir Alistair stood up with uh, his mouth a tight line. Come and make your japes with steel in your hand. Tyrion looked pointedly at his right hand. <laughs> Why? I have steel in my hand, Sir Alistair. Although it appears to be a crab fork. Shall we duel? He hopped up <laughs> on his chair and began poking at Thorne's chest, chest with the tiny fork. Roars of laughter filled up the tower room. Bits of crab flew from the Lord Commander's mouth as he began to gasp and choke. Even his raven joined in, calling loudly from the above the window, duel, duel, mm-hmm. duel. Yeah, yeah, it's just hilarious. Like, it's just a... He's got some balls, you know? Absolutely, I mean, he does. <laughs> when you think about it, I mean, he is the he's the queen's... Brother. Yeah. Brother, you know, and so it's like, would any other dwarf even, even try oh, something? Oh, no. You know, it's... And he knows it, you know, and so use it, right? You know, you only live once, yeah. and so he's he's having a little fun here. And, uh, and he really tries to make the distinction between... You know, he's not mocking the Night's Watch. He's mocking Sir Oster. Right. You know, that's the that's the whole point. Right. Uh, so that's that's good. Yeah. Um, 
so after that, after that, he he comments that. Um, oh, he mentioned you already mentioned that that he's that he's talking about him mocking up the stables. Um, right. You're right. Okay. Mormont takes the opportunity to complain about the quality of his men. Uh, Sir Alistair is one of the few living knights. Uh, to have taken the black. So, you know, although we mock him, and I think we mentioned this um, last time we were up at the wall, and that because of the events um, during Robert's Rebellion, that's why Sir Alistair is sent to the wall. Right. You know, because he was a Targaryen loyalist. Mm -hmm. So he's actually a pretty cool guy. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, uh, let's see. So this is... is, uh this is what I th- I found it, it and it kind of comes up right after right after this. Basically, Lord Commander just kind of mentions that um, he says Tyrion, I think you know you do mock us, and Tyrion says we all need to be mocked from time to time. Um, and then it kind of it, it, you kind of have this little moment in between here with uh, Maester Aemon. Um, as Riker filled it for him, his wine his wine glass, Bowen Marsh said, "You have a great thirst for a small man." Oh, I think that Lord Tyrion is quite a large man. Maester Eamon said from the far end of the table. He spoke softly, yet the high officers of the Night's Watch all felt quiet, the better to hear what the Ancient had to say. I think he is a giant come among us here at the end of the world. Tyrion answered gently, I have been called many things, my lord, but giant mm-hmm. is seldom one of them. Yeah. Nonetheless, Maester Eamon said his face, clouded, milk-white eyes moved to Tyrion's face. I think that it is true. For once, Tyrion Lannister found himself at a loss for words. <laughs> he could only bow his head politely and say, You are too kind, Maester Aemon. The blind man smiled. He was a tiny thing, wrinkled and hairless, shrunken beneath the weight of a hundred years, so his maester's collar, with its links of many metals, hung loose about his throat. I have been called many things, my lord, he said, but kind is seldom one of them. Yeah. This time, Tyrion himself led the laughter. I mean, so what does that mean? Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, when when Maester Eamon speaks, it's a big deal. Yeah, right. Uh, they all you know get a little quiet, like, "Well, what's 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 he mean by this?" You know, and it's it's a cool back and forth. I've not been called kind. You've not been called a giant. Right. You know, uh, it is it's just what interesting. It is. Very. And so interesting. I mentioned this during Fallout Friday. Um, is it's just in, it's interesting that later in a dance of dragons Tyrion uh, the, somebody calls Tyrion they talk about this Tyrion as a giant kind of a thing like as a as a joke and then you know Lord Adam Parker had pointed out to us when we had read that John chapter that Tyrion then John sees his shadow and it's as tall as a king yeah yeah so is Gur hinting at a bigger larger role for Tyrion yeah, I mean, he Tyrion also is, looked real big sitting up on that throne. Yeah, you know, Tyrion. A lot. I know Tyrion is the one character where I really don't know where his end game goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the one. He's he's like one of the one characters I, th- I think is safe. I just don't see a really a reason for Tyrion to die, unless you just need to kill characters. Right. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, to move us on here a bit. I mean, basically, you know, they talk about his men that he has with him, um, Jick and Morik. Right, um, you know, taking him back down south, and Yorin is, uh, which is a big deal. Yeah, because Yorin goes south with Tyrion. Goes south, right? He goes south with Tyrion. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's the yeah, and he's there at a, at a pivotal moment, right? Too when when and he actually is. Uh, well, I can't remember if that's book or show that Yorin gets. Does he actually go with a little secret uh, chit chat? That's what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves, but um, so anyways, Mormont, you know, he actually asked if if uh, Jon Snow could accompany him. Yeah, and he's like, no, he's you know he's too young, 
Um, and it kind of that the young ones need to kind of forget their right. old lives. You know, they need to just kind of um, live at the wall and, and, and forget it all. You know, otherwise yeah. it gets harder and harder if you keep going back south and you're surrounded by that day-to-day life. So... Because yeah. he's going to stop in at Winterville. Yeah. yeah, right here. Yeah. Besides, Jon Snow is only a boy. You shall have three strong swords to keep you safe. I am touched by your concern, Lord Mormont. The strong drink was making Tyrion lightheaded, but not so drunk that he did not realize what, that the old bear wanted something from him. Mm-hmm. I hope I can repay your kindness. So Tyrion just, you know, just, okay, yeah, what do you, you know, like, I'll just go ahead and see what you want. Yeah. You can, Mormont said bluntly. Your sister sits beside the king. Your brother is a great knight. And your father, the most powerful lord in the Seven Kingdoms. Speak to them for us. Tell us of our need here. You have seen for yourself, my lord, the Night's Watch is dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and this is something that comes up quite a bit is how do we fix the Night's Watch? Something's yeah. like something's got to change because it's just dwindling and dwindling and dwindling. And that's something that John, when he becomes Lord Commander, luckily he has Stannis there. I think actually is trying to do is yeah. John also realizes there's no way we're going to man, like keep this wall, keep the wall going. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is the first time where I've seen, uh, I'm I'm actually just kind of looking back over this and Mormont's Raven comes up here and says something huge, right? Um, just, I'm I'm, like, you're right. And that he's, he's pushing for, we, we need the support. Um, you know, and he knows Tyrion can help him and stuff. They start talking about how, um, how many men they can man the wall with, right? Mm-hmm. And Tyrion corrects him and says that you actually have you know three and a third uh, per mile of the wall right. type of thing, and he doesn't listen. Um, but they start talking about Jan Royce's son, um, who was lost, Royce, right? At, at the in the in our Royce, yeah, yeah. And so you know he actually sends Benjen uh, and two other of the, of the of his best men out to go. Find him. Find him. You know, and so you've now just lost five people. And you can see as a, as the Lord Commander, you know, Mormont's starting to kind of worry that like if he loses these these men, these like like okay, for example, if he lost Jon Snow, and let's say Eddard is, is sitting at Winterfell, oh boy, that's bad because you know like you want even though he understands that they've married the Wall, it's still he's not, he doesn't want Royce to not send him more men or to right to to offend. He says, "I did not wish to offend his lord father, so I yielded and I sent these men out." He he knew that he probably shouldn't, but he did, and that's when the Raven starts to say, "Fool, fool!" Mm-hmm. And you wonder at that point if this Raven, obviously, just repeating the word "fool," but no, I'm just saying here, yeah, that Benjen goes missing and doesn't come back, you know, and truly, fool. He's a fool for us. Don't send anybody else. You know, whether type of warn- warning which can then, you get? Which you then know? comes into why would the raven call him a fool? Is the raven is the is the raven saying yeah it is foolish, or is the raven actually calling him a fool because the raven actually secretly is he, hates? Is the he law. mocking him? Yeah, is he mocking him? All that stuff. It's just funny because it's so many different. You know, it's just one word that yeah, you. See, can, I think the raven is helping. Sir Ezra thinks the raven is hurting. Yeah, you just I don't know. It's yeah. just it's it's either mockery or it's saying fool. Don't send any more. You know, or it's just repeating the word that he said. You know, right. I mean, it's a, that's what Gurr loves to do is he can send you three different ways. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if not more. So, uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so then it kind of jumps into, uh, it kind of talks about the wall a little bit. Once the watch spent its summers building and each Lord Commander raised the wall higher than he found it. Now it's all we can do to stay alive. 
Uh, he was in deadly earnest, Tyrion realized. He felt embarrassed for the old man. Lord Mormont has spent a good part of his life on the wall and needed to believe in those those years have any meaning. I promise the king will hear of your need, Tyrion says gravely, and I will speak to my father and brother Jamie as well. And he would. Tyrion Lannister was as good as his word. He left the rest unsaid that King Robert would ignore him. Tywin Lannister would ask if he had taken leave of his senses, and Jamie would only laugh. Yeah. Then they um, talk about winter. Yeah, winter actually. and summer. And this, I think, is actually the first time we actually hear about, oh, what was it like to actually live in a winter? Sure, yeah. Um, Tyrion says, when I was a boy, my wet nurse told me that one day, if um, men were good, the gods would give us a, a world, uh, give the world a summer without ending. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perhaps we've been better than we thought, and the great summer is finally at hand. The Lord uh, Commander does not seem amused you are fool if you are fool enough to believe that uh, he says already the days grow shorter yep um and so then and just end up kind of talking about that, that winter is coming yeah it's right? coming yeah for sure so um and then he kind of goes back to that urging you know wanting you know Tyrion to push for mil- for, for more men and mm-hmm. it does come up later um and Tyrion, i think i don't know if you just mentioned this or not but he talks about how this is mormont's life yeah this is his great work and he doesn't want to see it fail. You know, he wants to... Can you imagine? I mean, if Mance Raider does come south, this is his great time. He defended mm-hmm. the realm. Well, think about you know? think about the people that... Um, so, you know, some people just get sent to the wall and it kind of just takes them out of... Like, some people get sent to the wall because they're crooks or whatever. And then, okay, that's their life. So maybe they can gain some honor there. But when you think about these highborn people that go it's almost like all these highborn people kind of get screwed out of things or at least the people we see, right? Like, so Maester Eamon, for example, goes and Maester Eamon could have been king. Jon Snow goes, you know, could have helped fight in this Winterfell thing. John, you know, John may end up being the one person to kind of benefit from it because he's dead. uh, Yeah. At least in the books. Um, Probably going to get resurrected like in, in the books. He certainly does in the show. And, it all works out for him there. Um, but uh, Mormont, same thing, because his son kind of... Yeah. Caused, you know, and then... Disarm, brought did, some dishonor to the family. He, he says, I'm going to go to the wall. My Everything's kind of taken care of here. My yeah. son is going to rule. I'm just going to go to the wall, live out my life, and then yeah. I, I've done something honorable. Because, you know, you probably do get some honor when you think about, like, if you... It, big houses with lots of kids will send someone to the wall. It's kind of this noble thing to do. Yeah. It is pretty interesting that he just did, He does that for, so that his son can, right. You know, kind of rule and stuff. Well, and, and look had, at, um, looking forward to that. Right. Like in proud in of the, his son in the show. And this could happen kind of same way in the book. Um, probably maybe not the exact same way, but it probably situation will happen. Sam yeah. his his dad and his brother die in the show um, Daenerys kills them and you know, it's highly likely that they will die in some event in, in the, in the books. Yeah. Um, yeah. so do you think that, that, uh, that Jorah Mormont might actually have this like return home, the lost son come back again, you know, it's possible that wouldn't that be something that I actually be... think it'd be cool. Maybe if Jorah, if Jorah Mormont does actually go to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it'd just be, it'd just be neat. And then, you know, kind of like he could, Maybe something was left by his father for him. You know, yeah. just that's another that, character, know. book and show. I don't really know. I just don't see a clear, clear path. Yeah, clear path, clear path for 
Yeah, for sure. Jorah Mormont. Okay. Um, so Jorah actually mentioned something interesting. He's talking about Dennis Malister, you know, uh, is writing that the mountain people are moving south. They're slipping past the Shadow Tower uh, in, the, in the numbers that are super vast, right? They're running, actually. And they're running from what? Uh, he goes on to say that these old bones, Lannister, uh, but uh, these are old bones, Lannister, but they have never felt a chill like this. Tell the king what I say, I pray you, winter is coming, and when the long night falls, only the night's watch will stand between the realm and the darkness that sweeps from the north. The gods help us if all we are if we are all not ready. Yeah. So, yeah, just really, you know, I mean, it, he's been on rangings himself. He knows, you know, what's out there. He's nervous, and mm-hmm. uh, they're not prepared. No, and, and and what he does know, if anything, even if he doesn't know about the others and whatnot, he knows that these people who have been rooted in their villages and and and, and their homes are leaving their homes and moving south fast, quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, so that is an issue. Uh, so much that later on he's going to take. You know, he's going to lead in a, a force beyond the wall. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. crazy. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. Then we see. Uh, Tyrion kind of goes up to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to go up top. Um, it's kind of interesting. It's just talking about you. Just get a he, you get a little bit of describing of the wall and actually like what it's like to go up top and um, just talks about like how as Tyrion's like riding up, you know, up the mm-hmm. up the wench and the and like kind of the elevator there. He sees how it's like all broken. The castle black is just all broken down and you know broken staircases and things like that. It says he has to wait like an eternity because it's like a seven hundred foot wall yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's gonna it's yeah. gonna it's definitely gonna gonna take some time uh to get to get up there yeah he's just going there for that one last look or whatever mm-hmm. um they kind of warn him don't fall off you know the old barrel have our heads mm-hmm. uh type of thing so yeah so yeah so yeah he yeah he gets up there and um he's kind of walking around and then he ends up coming across john snow and ghost yeah and he actually john actually it's interesting here that ghost lets him pet him Right. And is like okay with it. And then the other dire wolves, when Tyrion goes back, almost kill him. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's the. Well, and you know. It could have something to do with the way that we raise him. Yeah, it could. I think it's just. John also, seems, or Ghost seems to have by far the, the strongest bond. Mm hmm. And if he, well, here's the thing if, if John has a good relationship with Tyrion, Ghost through John has that relationship. But right. when he goes back to the other Starks, they have no relationship. I mean, all, all they know is those direwolves are, are feeding off of their, right. the motions that they sense from their, you know, keepers. So, okay. This is the last place I would have expected to have been seen. Tyrion admitted. I was, uh, I was captured by a whim. Uh, if I touch ghosts, will he chew my hand off? Not with me here. John promised. So as you're right, he's able to mm-hmm. kind of touch him. Um, I have drawn night guard, John said. Again, Sir Alistair has kindly arranged for the for the watch commander to take a special interest in me. He seems to think that if they keep me awake half the night, I'll fall asleep during the morning drill. Um, so far, I have disappointed him. Right. Yeah. So he's he's still getting after it with Alistair Thorne and starting to kind of reconcile things with with Gren and his other friends and stuff. So, you know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then Tyrion kind of jokes with him, has a ghost learned to juggle yet? John says no, smiling, you know, just like, interesting, because yeah. that was the, the, the bet he had made with Sir Alistair. Um, and then they just talk, and then they end up talking about, 
Tyrion says, I'm going back to Winterfell. Is there anything you want me to tell? And he just says, tell Rob I'm going to command the Night's Watch and keep everything safe. Um, and then he tells Rickon, you know, he's not he's not understand. He's, not, he's too young to understand why I can't come back. Um, and then Bran, he doesn't really know what to say to Bran. And then uh, just give, then he's like, just give your words to Bran. Um, yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, first Tyrion kind of... Um, denies that he has anything to offer Bran, but he's insisting that, you know, words will be enough. Uh, he agrees. And then, um, you yeah. know, they actually end up calling each other friend. friend. Yeah. It's a, that's a really cool line. He says, uh, yeah. thank you, my Lord of Lannister. He pulled off his glove and offered his bare hand friend. Tyrion found himself oddly touched. Most of my kin are bastards. He said with a weary smile, but you're the first I've had to friend. He pulled off a glove with his, uh, white teeth class, uh, snow by the hand flesh against flesh. The boy, boy's grip was, uh, firm and strong. When he donned the glove again, Jon Snow turned abruptly and walked to the icy, um, icy North parapet. And then they, they just kind of tearing kind of stands up there and looks, mm-hmm. um, yep. and he sees, wow. Like, you know, just how far you can see. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they, I think they, they talk a little bit about the, 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 the forest. Yeah. The haunted um, forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they talk. Yeah, there's another. yeah, my uncle is out there. Jon Snow said softly, leaning on his spear as he stared off into the darkness. The first night they sent me up here, I thought Uncle Benjamin will ride back tonight, and I'll see him and blow first and blow the horn. He never came though. Not that night, and not any night. Give him time, Tyrion said. Far off to the north, a wolf began to howl, and um, another voice picked up the call. Then another ghost cocked his head and listened. If he doesn't come back, Jon Snow promised ghost and I will go find him. He put his hand on the dire wolf's head. I believe you Tyrion said, but he thought, uh, and who will go to find you? And yeah. that's actually kind of what happens. You yeah. know, how many men are you going to lose because you lose one person and you send more out to find that mm-hmm. person. That's right. Yep. You know, and, uh, so I was doing some more research on, on cold hands and stuff. You know, Gerskin, he said, I mean, he in, in interviews and stuff that cold hands is not Benjamin, yeah. you know. And so when I think about that more, you still have we, we, we theorized about what did Ned tell Benjamin, right. you know, and could it be that he is actually just alive? Maybe he has learned to survive. Could, this could whole totally time. be. That's a th- we see in the show a lot that they combine characters. Well, and uh, well, and maybe maybe know, Cold like, Hands is just another. Leaf says he died long ago. They yeah. killed him long ago. Yeah. So that can't be, you know, Benjamin really, unless I mean, depends on how long is long ago. Right. Um, but that's the thing is that is that the uh, Cold Hands could just be a former Night's Watch. Yeah, for sure. Person. But I'm just thinking too, Benjen, you know, if this force is moving south and he wants to avoid them, he's wearing his, you know, his uh, he's he's a crow, right? Mm-hmm. He's got his black uh garb on. He's got to find some if they're moving in his direct line back to the wall, he might have to make do. He might have to yeah. go a different route. He might have to really kind of uh, you know, live out in the wild for a while. Right. I think he'll actually return. I think mm-hmm. he'll actually come back. Um and I think he'll just be Benjen Stark. Yeah. Which would be crazy cool. It could you be. Know? He could reveal a lot to us, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's not Howlin' Reed. Maybe it's Benjamin Stark. Yeah. I, it just just, just kind of dawned on me, and so I kind of wanted, to, wanted to, to toss it out there. You know, it, the, the best part about this chapter is the friendship. Just yeah. that they become friends, you know, and the warnings that are sent out, the foreshadowing, mm-hmm. um, all of that is, is just really good. So, yeah. So, so, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move on over to send a raven. I believe uh, starts with this week. We're gonna do. We ask kind of you guys to share your stories with us. 
Yeah, those your, origin stories. Your Song of Ice and Fire story, how you got into it. So I think for a lot of people, it's probably going to be the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you turn to the books. Maybe this is your first time reading the books. Maybe you read the bo- books first. You've never seen the show. Well, however, yeah. um, just let us let us know here. So you want to read this one? Yeah, sure. Uh, you guys already know my story, Lord Parker, I believe. This is Lord Adam Parker, yep. Um, but the rest of the kingdom does not. Um, in 2012-2013 school year, my college roommate had all the books for um, The Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, I came home one day, and all of the uh, suitmates were watching the first episode. I walked right into a sex scene, and I'm like, what are you watching? <laughs> right? <laughs> then they pushed Bran out the window. Uh, they said I'd love the show because of all the boobs and the sex. I didn't watch it. I escaped the hype and almost prided myself for being the only one uh, in the world who's never seen who's never seen uh, an episode. My mo- my wife uh, would watch the show periodically, legally on HBO Go. <laughs> Good for her, by the way. That's awesome. Uh, so I caught the tail end of many, um, uh, the tail end of of season six episodes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I saw season six finale uh, when that came out. I don't like high fantasy movies slash shows and couldn't get into this silly show with dragons and magic. Um, but I do like King Arthur and me- in the medieval you know, period movies. Long story short, my wife convinced me to watch the show from the beginning. Uh, we finished season two uh, or so months before season seven came out and then watched that live. I started listening to some podcasts here and there about the show. Uh, during the season after season seven ended i decided to read the books i couldn't put the first book down from there uh, i'd read about theories and listened to more podcasts um when you were just second breakfast so at one point we were um and uh then when you came out with bend the knee i listened to it and decided to join uh patreon uh which i've uh, never done before because i wanted to create a house and a banner uh and i've been hooked ever since mm-hmm. you know um it's an interesting I, I love his story because it is very interesting it's sort of like um i have a buddy you know lane who's kind of like that doesn't want to jump into something that's you know he tries to avoid all the hype and not right. get kind of really Drawn into it, I'll wait till it dies down, and then I'll get into it, type of thing. But, uh, but this one, you know, Game of Thrones, just the impact it's had on our world. You know, it's it's Mike and Mike in the morning are talking about it. You know, I mean, every sports, you know, TV shows that that don't normally talk about this type of stuff are talking about. Did you see last night's episode? Mm-hmm. You know, Monday morning would roll around, and it was just, you know, blowing people's minds. So, um, yeah, I, I this is awesome. You know, look. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Adam Parker, this is this is great. I I really like uh, you know this this story. Honestly, sounds like I'd kind of like to know you know how much of it his wife has watched. You know, oh uh, well, Lord Adam Parker and I are you know we we Instagram, yeah you talk all the time. What do you say? We Instagram follow each other, Facebook friends and stuff now, which is yeah. cool. That's another thing. It's just this whole journey oh, man, of like meeting people online. Yeah, it's just super cool. So um, cool. He's actually on a sweet vacation right now. He said he had to fly through like Iceland and. Dude, and, wow! Yeah, and he's over in Israel, and he's just nice. doing a lot of traveling. Nice, um, but I, yeah, I, he I, he has a picture. Um, he and his wife met uh, two of the oh, dogs. The yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the direwolves. So I believe they're both really into it. Yeah, awesome. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. So yeah, again, guys, if you have you know these stories, I think for the main show, um, we're gonna try to if we have stories, which we actually have three to four more um, that you that you guys have sent. Mm-hmm. I think we're gonna try to do one an episode, um, and if we get 
a lot more. Uh, then we'll do one to two, three, just kind of pace them out. And we'd love to just read your origin story, you know, for Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire. Doesn't have to be long, can be super long, mm-hmm. can be funny, can be sad, can be whatever you guys want it to be. So just send those to uh, btkcast uh, at gmail.com. And then still continue to send those Ravens where we can kind of, um, you know, chat, uh, you know, at the end of the week on Fridays, you know, about uh, about follow, uh, for follow up Friday. And a quick. Um, uh, plug here for something we might be doing in the future. I, I've mm-hmm. thought about it. It's kind of a crazy idea. Um, I've talked to Sir Matt about it, but um, just if anyone is interested in us possibly trying to do something where we could do like a live show on on for follow up Friday, um, even if it is just like we do it Friday night, maybe you know we could change mm-hmm. something around. We could just do it on Fridays. Uh, we normally record Thursday night. Uh, we, we gather those ravens and then we post it Friday morning. But uh, we've actually considered using Discord and possibly doing something live. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know. Uh, if there's big interest for it, then then we might do it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting got to see about the logistics here. So um, just kind of thought it was was pretty neat. I've seen other podcasts do it, and I think it'd be kind of neat for us to do. But we still have to figure out, you know, the, the moving piece and stuff. You know how we're going to do all that. Right. So so we will definitely get back to you guys on that. So. Okay, anything else there for Ravenwise? We're good? Nope, now we have to man the wall. Time to man the wall. Okay, so um, this will actually post, uh, this episode will be up uh, Monday, you're listening to it on Monday, um, and we are going to have our next Black Council episode, I believe we said it's going to be up by Monday night, uh, Sir Matt and I are going to record it, uh, we finished this whole weekend, we've been listening, re-listening to The Rogue Prince, uh, it's been an epic time. And it's sort of that prelude to the Dance of Dragons. You know, we were going to do it Saturday. We kind of just postponed it till Monday, um, just just for because I'm moving. Honestly, yeah. I'm moving, yeah. so uh, we had to kind of move it around a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, we definitely want to get that out to you guys. So, man, the wall. Hit us up on Patreon.com forward slash. You know, bend the knee. Uh, it's where you can get all this. You know, extra extra episodes, some T-shirts. We've got T-shirts on there. Um, we've got a whole box of them sitting here too. So we've got more. Um, you know, sizes and stuff ready to go. We can send those out. Some of you have signed up and I need to reach out to you guys, send you a, a private message on Patreon and make sure I get your size so I can send that out to you. So, um, but okay, each week we also do a knighting ceremony. And this week, uh, we have, we have, uh, we have a friend of ours mm-hmm. tonight. So here we go. Lance of house lot in the name of the warrior. I charge you to be brave. In the name of the Father, I charge you to be just. In the name of the Mother, I charge you to defend the young and innocent. In the name of the Maid, I charge you to protect all women. In the name of the Smith, I charge you to mend the broken. In the name of the Crone, I charge you to seek wisdom. In the name of the Stranger, I charge you to face death with sword in hand. Rise, Sir Lance, Knight of the Green Door. Yeah. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. It's just nice to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. knight somebody, you know. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know, man. No, it's cool. It's you cool. Know? And yeah, so that so is, is that is that is Sir Lance, Knight of the Green Door. Yeah, this is what we do for our, our patrons. Uh, so yeah, and then we also one of many things, you yeah, know. Yeah, we do we, we sigils, extra stuff like that. So um, yeah. Uh, so quick update on sigils. If you if you've uh, been new to Patreon and you haven't hit us up on Facebook, hit us up on Facebook and we will start working on that sigil for you. We've got quite a few in there. Um, I've updated the doc best I can. Uh, when you guys go to patreon.com forward slash bend the knee, if you click on, I think it's underneath the one of the reward tiers, you can click on the Google Doc and let me know if I have your words in there uh, correctly, your region, where are you from, you know, um, 
make sure we got your banner in there, all that good stuff. Okay. So mm-hmm. we've got a couple of you that we want to, that we want to work on and make sure we update the words I think are the fun part for me. I love to, you know, uh, figure out the words. I think this week our, our buddy, uh, sponsored this episode, uh, Sir Thomas, the round, uh, the best thing in life is a full stomach. I mm-hmm. just think those are great, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> no, it is. Yeah. It's the, it's the cool thing. The house words, and then just kind of creating your character, your Westerosi yeah. character. Hey, I'm still working on that on that painted table. You know, the idea of getting like a nice big glass table with all the pieces. Get some of the you know the map where I can move different people around. See where our our, our patrons are at and where they are in the realm. So, okay, all right. I think it's time to uh, say farewell, guys. We will be back uh, again. That Patreon episode should be up for you guys Monday night. Um, and then send those Ravens. We're gonna. We actually have a couple that we had left in the bag. Pretty big deal. Um, we're gonna do some research, Sir Matt and I, talking about bloodlines, talking about parentage for Jon Snow, um, looking at some of the Targaryen, um, how just uh, you know some of the illegitimate bastards right. versus where do they go? Know, yeah, that kind of thing. There's so many to track. There's yeah, exactly, and, and it's something special. And I, hopefully, Sir Matt will remind me about this. I. Mentioned this, I think, last week. I my my heart was broke in this theory that I was working on, and I want to read the theory to you guys. Um, I think it's incorrect, but uh, you do all this research, you pour yourself into this, and I'm like, you know what? Even if it's wrong, I kind of want to go ahead and read it. Right. So I've got a pretty interesting uh, theory for Rhaegar's children. So remind me. Let's, I think we'll start yeah. follow up Friday with that. Um, get off and go on. Might be a little longer, but that's okay. Yeah. So that's okay. Alrighty. We were, a little, we were a little last Fallout Friday was a little short, so we try yeah, to yeah. When, we ha- when that happens, we try to try to make up for it so. for sure. So, all right, guys. Well, uh, that is it. This is time for us to sign off and say our farewell. We want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter Twenty Two, Arya Two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, real quick, yeah, is interesting. Just that it's like this is a thing where you can't just when you're talking about the POV read, yeah. Sometimes it's like, well, this is Arya's second chapter. Yeah, I know. Because crazy. she's so prevalent in some in other chapters yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Absolutely. And yeah. Eddard's chapter and stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's really, if you haven't had a chance to go back and just follow a point of view, uh, definitely give it a try. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so. but yeah, you miss out on some people. So Make you sure you've read the whole series first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for sure. So, all right. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, uh, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming.